It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I think it might be appropriate for us talking about out-of-towners and some of the questions that maybe they should be asking before they move to a new area. So I kind of compiled a list of questions. I don't know how popular these questions are. I know that you work with a lot of people that are moving into the area for the first time. So maybe you'll say, you know what? Nobody ever really asks that. And that's totally fine because these are are all from the (laughs) brain. Just shoot down your questions. These are all from the brain of Walter as potential out-of-towner questions, but they, (laughs) they may not be realistic. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Uh, so one question I thought that folks might wonder, especially if they're moving from a different state that's got different cost of living and things like that, you know, how popular are homeowner association fees in most neighborhoods in this area? And what's the typical range that someone can expect to pay? Yeah. Um, and that is a popular question. Okay, good. Yeah, so one for go. one. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, I would say most of our neighborhoods or our subdivisions, they have HOA dues. Not all, but many, many, many of them do. I would say at minimum, they probably have covenants. So make sure you're looking at the restrictions, even if there aren't HOA dues to pay. I would say every neighborhood, unless they've expired, has covenants. Um, but yes, I would say majority of the neighborhoods have some type of covenants. Um, it, it really ranges if you're looking at a single family, a townhome, or a condo. Single family probably being your least expensive. Townhome probably being in the middle um, as far as expense because they maintain the exterior of the building and the lawn maintenance. And then condos are typically the most expensive because not only do they maintain the exterior of the building, the lawn maintenance, but they also cover what's called the CO3, which is your condo insurance. So your homeowner's insurance bill will be less. It's tough to say an average, but I would say if it's in a neighborhood with amenities, you know, expect for, uh, I don't know, anywhere between like maybe 70 to 130 or so. That's a wide range there. Um, But really, again, it depends on if it's a single family, a townhome, or a condo. Um, I mean, I've seen some, you know, condos that are, you know, 300 or plus a month, you know, so really can be a spike um, depending on the style of the home. I think it's just interesting because um, it's so funny because I know my, my grandparents up in Maine, they would just be chuckling right now at those prices because they pay like $700 a month, I think it is, in homeowners association Ooh, fees. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Now they li- I mean, that's your mortgage payment. That's they, crazy. They live on in coastal Maine, so they're getting right, bombarded right. with coastal nor'easters and storms, and they have to replace the roof every couple of years, it seems. So there's just a lot that of maintenance that has to go into it, but that's all part of it. Like, and, but they've also got a pool access and a gym yeah. access. They have dock access to the water. So just goes to show you there can be a wide range depending on where you come from. Most, most definitely. And some are super yeah. minimal here in the area. You know, if there's no amenities, it's just for maybe maintaining the common areas. You know, it's as little as sometimes, you know, $20 a month or, you know, even less than that. So it, there's really a wide range there. Yeah, very true. All right. Another question from possibly an out-of-towner, maybe a good question for them to ask. Uh, what area do you see drawing in most new buyers? Where's the hot spot? Where are people heading right now? Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, it, I guess. I feel like it depends on the age of the person, too. You know, are we talking about those millennials? Are we talking about empty nesters? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, a lot of people are relocated into this area. I, I would say Raleigh in general is just a hot spot. You know, but a lot of people are loving kind of the Cary Morrisville area because they're closer to RTP. You know, maybe they're relocating for business. Um, so that's a hard one to answer as far as, you know, what is drawing in most buyers as far as like the area goes, um, because I really am not seeing that like one area is hotter than other and another per se. You know, some people decide, you know what, we love that area, but we want more land. We want more home for our money. So we prefer to go on the outskirts. So yeah, I, I'm having trouble answering that question. I wouldn't say there's just necessarily a hot spot. Yeah, I mean, it really, I mean, but that's kind of the triangle, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's, it's, uh, and you've we got cover, a group. The triangle's big, yeah. right? Like we cover a large area. We really do, you know, from, you know, Nightdale, Zebulon, you know, we go all the way down, personally, we go all the way down to Fayetteville, but mm-hmm. I mean, the triangle market, you know, really extends, I feel like, you know, people moving into Clayton, Fuquay. Um, we wrap around, you know, we go out to Chapel Hill, you know, Carbor. I mean, we're we're really expanded out um and so yeah i i wouldn't say that one area is is necessarily hotter or more attractive than than another yeah i agree with you there i mean you've got some folks who like a fuqua verena or a wake forest you know kind of tight-knit smaller community but still close to everything is going to be more of their fit and others are going to want to be right in the mix of it in raleigh and others are going to be attracted to the durham scene so it really just kind of depends on on what you're looking for but that that is the nature of the triangle and that's how i would describe it to somebody is like you have you know nc state versus unc versus duke fans probably hate me saying something like this State, of course but (laughs) but you've got like i kind of have always viewed as someone who grew up in greensboro and then lived on the coast during high school during my high school years and then went to college in the area and has stayed here since then i've kind of been like on all sides of the triangle right and then have also lived here now for several years and i've always viewed the triangle as just one area like it's the triangle Uh more so than other cities where you know there might be the like i I don't view uh greensboro winston-salem and high point as the triad as much as i view them all kind of like really individually but i feel like the triangle is a very cohesive unit people live in raleigh but work in durham live in chapel hill work in durham live in durham work in one of the other areas all the outskirt communities too i just feel like the identity of this area is just one conglomerate made up of all these other cool little towns like Cary and Morrisville and you know that kind of thing so that's how I see it so that's how I would describe it to somebody so I think you had a good answer to the question is thank you there's there's really so many different little choices that you have here it's not like there's you know it's oh well everybody's going to you know uh, North Raleigh that's it period you know that's where that's where all the new people are going we're very diversified and where people like to go in this area I so, agree. In any event, that's how uh, that's how I see it. But it sounds like you're pretty much in agreement there, so that's good. <laughs> uh, another good question an out of towner could ask: Is there an area or community? Now, this is a good one, Angie, that you see as the best value at the moment, because that's a little bit different question Ooh. than just what's drawing most people. Yeah. You know, I, I would say best value um, would really be going to, like I mentioned, the outskirts, going a little bit further out of town. Maybe you're not within the city. Um, so first of all, you're only paying county taxes, but you can just get more home for your money and it's still up and coming. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of areas like Clayton really growing, Rollsville, you know, Wake Forest, Zebulon. I mean, I just see those areas long term just sprouting. You know, one area that's really sticking out to me me um, is New Hill. 
New Hill is really up and coming. There's a lot of great neighborhoods there, but there's still so much room for growth. And the same goes for Hillsboro. Um, so again, we're a little bit further out, uh, but those areas are just starting to boom. So it's a great time to get in now as far as pricing goes. I definitely don't know uh, a lot about New Hill, but I have always, I have some experience in Hillsboro. I've always liked Hillsboro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hillsboro, it's, it's just a great area. And I mean, it's just, yeah, like I said, it, it's a market to watch and it's going to explode. Because you got to remember, you know, areas like Cary and Raleigh, I mean, they're just, they're getting built out, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and just as years go by, the homes that will be in those areas are older homes per se. There's not much more land to build on. So we just keep spreading out. Yep. That's the uh, the, the sprawl, I guess we call it, right? But uh, yeah. it is it is interesting to look at. But that, I agree with you too there. It seems like the value is definitely in some of those smaller communities. You can get a lot of home in a lot of those spots and still be close to all the action. So no, no surprise that more places like what Zebulon and Nightdale were and Fuquay and Holly Springs were a couple of years ago now are becoming like New Hill and we're seeing more and more of those little communities start to pop up too. Yep, so, yep, pretty exactly. Uh, all right, another good question here, or maybe, I don't know, you might turn it down. Uh, what's the job market like in the area? How is the commute or traffic for most people? I gotta think you get that question from out-of-towners, right? Yeah, of course. And we always say, I mean, if you look at any type of article, I mean, we're just well-known for the job market, right? I mean, it's just exploding, you know, with just, you know, textiles and, you know, our medical fields and all of that good stuff. I mean, we are a place known for the job opportunities and large companies coming into the Mm -hmm. area too, right? But it's also diversified job opportunities. It is. It's not like, uh, okay, this Arkansas community has a great fantastic job opportunities but everybody works for walmart you know like it's it's not just one business upholding all all over the place you know i mean there really is just so many different it there's so much just different opportunities you know here in our market yeah so it's not just one type of industry that's just really you know flourishing um so yes the the job market is just amazing here um and as far as you know the commute for traffic for people for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this commute's so horrible, but <laughs> oh my gosh, we have it easy, right? We like, do, yeah. we have it so easy. To me, it's a long drive if I'm on the road for 10 minutes. And, right. you know, people in other areas would laugh at me. Um, so, I mean, the commute is nothing. I mean, my, my father, for example, he works up in RTP um, and he drives all the way from Harnett County from Coates, but it still takes him anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. That's mm-hmm. it. And I mean, that's a long, that's many, 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 many miles apart. You know, it's not like driving through, you know, Atlanta or New York City and, and all yep. this traffic and just, you know, bumper to bumper sitting there. Um, so, you know, the commute is pretty even flow as far as it's, you know, cars are moving, right? So Even on a 540's worst day, it's really not it's that It's not. Hor- no, it's not. And they've done a great job with, you know, trying to lessen or, or create the flow of traffic to be a little bit better with, um, I love I love on the ramps how they have the green light. I hate you those know, things, but they Oh, I love it because I feel like work. I'm on a... They work. Yeah, though. they do. Yeah. They do. So what they have is, you know, two lanes entering off of the ramp to get onto the highway and they have a light on each road per se lane and it's like red light, green light 
that red light. And I feel like I'm in a, like a race car driver. Right, I'm like, yeah. all right, waiting, waiting. Like I get the sense of excitement when it's, you know, my time to go. But yeah, it, uh, it, it makes it so, you know, people are evenly joining the actual interstate to keep that flow of traffic going. So yeah, even on its worst day, yeah, it could slow down a little bit, you know, on 40 or 540. But I mean, that's nothing, nothing. Every once in a while when I'm, uh, well, not anymore since we were from home all the time, but uh, when I used to go after moving to North Raleigh, my first couple of times on 540 in the morning, going back to our office in Durham, I used to uh, stop at the stoplight and I'd look at, you know, the person next to me to my left or to my right and I'd, you know, give them a little look and like grip the steering wheel real hard, like, you know, like rev, rev the engine, like, yeah, we're going to do this, right? And, you know, yep. usually though at seven o'clock in the morning, I didn't get, you know, playful reactions back. It was mostly people going, what are you doing? <laughs> that, <laughs> just like who's this weirdo every yeah. once in a while you get somebody who laughs though so that's that makes it that makes it good trying to bright pe- bright people's there mornings you a go. Bit. there you go oh too funny but yeah the commute and the traffic's not bad draw market great so uh you know even in the midst of what we're doing right now you know the triangle has a lot of businesses that were at the forefront of the working from home movement for a lot of the coronavirus stuff so a lot of them really embraced that early on and had already been embracing it even before the pandemic and provide those opportunities i know a friend of mine from from college i've I'd always been jealous of him because since college, he'd been working from home pretty much all the jobs that he's had in the tech industry as a computer programmer. He's just been like three, four days a week working from home and, uh, you know, living that lifestyle. And so, you know, he was well prepared for this whole new change that we've all been hit with. So that's the kind of thing that I think is great about living in this area, too, is you get um, businesses that are thinking ahead and forward like that, which is great. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely worth considering. All right. Last but not least, an out-of-towner question here for you, Angie. Do you help connect buyers with lenders, appraisers, and other needed professionals? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Um, we're here to you know help you with your home search and show you homes and negotiate for you and take you contract to close. But, you know, the great thing about our team is we have those resources for vendors as well. You know, it's a one-stop shop and we have a great, just amazing vendors in place to take care of you and um, help you along the way as well. So, you know, if you're needing financing, we have two preferred lenders that we work with, you know, one being Jonathan Ellis with Fairway Independent Mortgage, who is just fabulous. And so, we would love to connect you with our lenders. You know, we have inspectors. I would say appraisers is not as common just because that's ordered through your lender. You know, normally we don't need just an independent appraisal, but, uh, you know, we have inspectors. So once we're under contract, we highly advise you to get inspections and we have two preferred inspectors in place. We have our preferred closing attorney. So we have all of those, you know, just specialties in place to make sure that it's, you know, once again, a one-stop shop, it's seamless, it's smooth, and we get you to the closing table and it's easy peasy. If you want to talk to Angie about buying or selling your next home, you can do that by calling or texting 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. 919-538-6477. And if you are thinking of buying, moving into the area and buying a home, might want to pick up a copy of Angie's Home Buying Guide. This is a guide that Angie has put together that walks you through the process of buying a home, going through all the important steps, and teaching you the important terminology that you need to know to get through the process. You can get that guide by texting the word CONTRACT to the number 555-888. Again, text the word CONTRACT.
contact to the number 555-888, and you can download this week's home buying guide. Just text the word contract to the number 555-888 and click on the link that we text you back. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.